Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. So concludes our segment. <laughs> Randy Scott, Joe Fordval, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's been a pleasure working with you today. How's yeah, it going? It's been a fun couple hours, honestly. and now we're off TV, so we can really let it loose. Yeah, like I, I think more buttons are unbuttoned than more our button <laughs> than our button currently. Uh, no, and we're gonna class up the way we still have guests. You know, maybe not in the studio, but the fact that there are two live hosts in studio together is a rarity. ESPN radio wise, holiday wise. So we're just, we're bucking the trend. I heard a rumor, just a rumor, that perhaps during Super Bowl week, we might have a lot more of the radio personalities around here running around, uh, patting each other on the back face to face, stabbing each other in the back behind the scenes. You know how we all do around these parts. Very Game of Thrones. Uh, Very Game of Thrones. I got to tell you, Evan Cohen, fantastic job this morning. Turns the corner. I got to tell you, that guy in that (laughs) denim jacket he wears every day is driving me nuts. Driving me nuts. All right, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Great to have you guys with us. Let's go to the phones. Paul Feinbaum, friend of the show, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show, joining us here, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Paul, we appreciate the time. Um, first thing we thought of was you this morning as we were kicking this story around. National Signing Day takes center stage yesterday. No bowl games. Colorado, which just a few months ago we couldn't get enough of from a media perspective, they commit just five players. Just five players committed. I mean, is this alarming to see that after all that hype at the beginning of the year, that's how Colorado came away from National Signing Day? Yeah, that's the, that's what we call the time man of the year jinx. Uh, <laughs> after uh, Or Sports Illustrated or whatever, whatever Dion just won. I can't remember. Was it Sports Illustrated, Randy? I think he was yeah. the sportsman of the year. That used to be a thing back in my day. Uh, you did not want to be on the cover of that side. I mean, I mean, I don't know what Dion's doing. Uh, I mean, the only person I, I can think of that's had a worse couple of weeks than Dion is Lincoln Riley. But yeah, you know, we'll get we'll get there in a minute. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, mainly he's making a living in the portal. He did get a five star, whatever that means. <laughs> I mean, but he, he'll have he'll need a couple other guys to line up with him on the on the line of scrimmage. At last check, he needed eleven players. If you only recruit five and you can get as many as 25 or 30, you're in big trouble. All right, so you want to get into Lincoln then? You want to get into Lincoln Riley and what's going on there at, uh, in, in L.A. with the Trojans? Well, I think we should uh, because uh, I remember being with Randy a couple of times in the in August and, and before the season began, and Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley were the talk of college football. Yeah. And, and now uh, I saw Lincoln on, on when I opened my refrigerator day. I saw him on the back of a milk carton. <laughs> Um, when you, when these guys when these guys are, are recruiting against Dion, do you think the negative recruiting aspect of is what's hurting Colorado here? The idea that um, he might not be there long. He's mentioned for every big job. Why would you want to go there? Look at what he did to the players that were already there. How much of that's having an impact here? Well, I think it has to. Uh, you know, other than the fact that it's probably what fifteen degrees in, in uh, Boulder today, it may have something to do with it as well. <laughs> but yeah, it, Dion is a phenomenon. Uh, I have great respect for him. I'll say all, all the right things. But the problem is, he didn't show very much this year. 
uh, you get beyond the, the first three or four weeks of the season and all the hype that uh, you know the, the network provided up and down the dial, uh, and it was a disaster. I mean, it was it was almost unbearable to watch. Uh, and then you know you look at you look at Lincoln Riley, and I don't know what uh, you know what he has to offer. I mean, frankly, I, I'm I don't know how you turn this around after you you go bust with the best player in the country, the Heisman winner. You you start losing players uh, in droves. You're uh, a place that you should be easily uh, able to recruit to as you're going to the Big Ten, and 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 you just pretty much go bust. I I, I mean, Randy, you tell me. I mean, yeah. I don't know uh, exactly uh, what went wrong out there. It started with the defense, and then it seemed like it worked its way across the across the field. Yeah, it, no, it, it was it was the defense, and there's frustration. I don't know if there's infighting, you know, in the locker room uh, in terms of, hey, man, we're doing our thing on offense. Can you guys do anything, anything defensively? You know, I don't know if there was infighting, uh, you know, offense to defense and and finger pointing or whatever else. I've also heard uh, that whoever gets Caleb at the NFL level is also getting Cliff Kingsbury. That it's uh, sort of a package deal, not in terms of a head coaching job but just that they are joined at the hip that cliff has caleb's ear and that for the majority of the season i mean has his ear has individual workouts private drills all that stuff and uh that you know for at least a good chunk of the season lincoln was okay with that i don't know if there's friction i it wouldn't be the first time that cliff has rubbed somebody the wrong way but um i also know that you can't argue with cliff's results either and you can't argue with lincoln's results at a quarterback position either so i all that is to say i think the fact that there were that many cooks in the kitchen out there for a team that struggled to win seven games, sometimes the juice just isn't worth the squeeze. Honestly. So there's, there's no question in that. I do want to ask you about Florida State, though, if we can go by coastal with this. Uh, what does it mean for the ACC if Florida State is able to at least mount a serious challenge to their, uh, to their rights uh, to, as a conference and, and, and really a nine-figure payment that the, tro- that the uh, Seminoles rather would have to pay just to try to leave? Well, Randy, I think the real damage uh, is if they're able to to crack that 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 the legal aspect, uh, it could it could cause a, co- a collapse of the entire league um, because uh, I mean there uh, it gets way too deep in the weeds here. But I mean there's some stipulations that if you can if you can break that grant of rights, yeah. then Clemson can leave, and so can North Carolina, and so can everyone else. So I think the ACC is really uh, in, in a in a desperate situation here to to try to shore up and fight back with, with everything they have. And I know they're prepared for it. And, and I think the, the league tipped its hand a couple months ago, too, when they went after SMU and California and Stanford. I mean, those didn't make a lot of sense in the Game of Thrones we're used to seeing with the with the SEC and, and the Big Ten. But it was a matter of survival. Uh, and I think fully the ACC expects to lose FSU at some point. I, I hate to ra- rain on their great meeting tomorrow, Randy, but the question <laughs> I have is where are where where is FSU going to go? Uh, because we don't have too many choices. Uh, I don't feel like uh, there's anyone in the S- that the SEC wants them. I don't think the Big Ten wants them, and, and I don't think that they really are eager to leave the ACC to go to the Big Twelve. So, so I mean, unless, unless 
you guys added a new league while I was sleeping last night. Tell me where. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum joining us here. This leads perfectly into the comments recently made by UCLA head coach Chip Kelly, uh, revealing thoughts similar to what we heard from uh, Jim Harbaugh about how to fix conference realignment. What do you make of that plan, his thoughts, all football programs essentially going independent and having just one giant 64-team conference? Yeah, well, I appreciate Chip uh, chiming in, but but I, I don't know that many people that are eager to follow him. Yeah, you're getting a lot of good reaction, but uh, the construct of college football right now is not going to allow that. And, you know, for all the, the fightums, I mean, I, I look at college football – uh, if you, you know, it's Christmas time, so everybody will be watching old movies like, like the Five Families of New York and The Godfather. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, you know, the Gambinos really don't care what the guys are doing over in South Jersey. Uh, I mean, they, they got Manhattan. Uh, and, and quite frankly, Chip, it, it's a great idea, but try getting the SEC and the Big Ten commissioner to agree with you. I got to ask you, just because it's another month, another l- round of uh, of allegations being leveled at Jim Harbaugh and uh, and Michigan, is this a factor here, Paul, of just a repeat offender? Like these are co- we're talking about COVID era violations in terms of non contact. Is this the fact that Harbaugh has so thoroughly rubbed the NCAA the wrong way? Do they have it out for Harbaugh? What do you make of uh, of this latest round from the NCAA today at Michigan? I mean, I, I think it's fair to say they probably do have it out for him uh, because unlike, the way you deal with the NCAA is uh, you essentially go to them and say, hey, we, we did this, let's, let's, let's work on a deal. Uh, that's not exactly how this happened. Uh, they, they got turned in. They, they, it was discovered. It was pretty minor. It should have been handled at a boardroom table, and Jim Harbaugh essentially would have signed off. But we know Jim Harbaugh doesn't sign off on anything. And instead, it's metastasized into – about a three-year deal, uh, and it clouds the issue when you when you when you add this on top of the other situation. That's how you really get slammed by the NCAA when you you've done something prior. You're a previous offender, uh, which I think nobody cares about the uh, about the actual transgressions here. But I think what most people are interested in will Jim Harbaugh be there in two or three weeks? And, and my my guess is he won't be. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. Paul Feinbaum at the Paul Feinbaum Show. Paul, we always appreciate the time. More importantly, though, happy holidays to you and your family. We look forward to catching up with you again as we get closer to the college football playoff. Enjoy it, guys. Have have a wonderful holiday. Thanks, Paul. Paul Feinbaum brought to you by Traeger. Traeger awesome. They're basically synonymous. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, enjoy the one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. Our good buddy, Chris Carlin, he might be sitting on a beach in Boca getting ready for the Boca Raton Bowl, but we've got our own little pool party here, and it's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Slide on your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe Pool party. Of insurance. Time for a little pool party. Here's how it works. I will lay out the pool of candidates, contenders, options, whatever you want to call it. And Randy will make the decision as to who the best option or what the best option is. Sounds pretty straightforward, does it not? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with this. Yeah. I always feel like I explain it well, and then when I'm done, I'm like, I don't know if that really landed the way it was supposed to, but we'll figure it out as we go. Pool party number one, who would you like as the Raiders' next head coach if given these three options? Okay. Current Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, current Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, current Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh. I got to pick one. You have to pick one. All right, it's Harbaugh. He has succeeded at every stop. He's a quarterback whisperer. Mike Tomlin is not. Bill Belichick obviously is not. Um, I want nothing to do with Belichick at this stage of his career. Interesting. Um, Tomlin is 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 in the discussion, but no, I would take I would take Harbaugh. Fresh eyes, college ties, quarterback uh, acumen. Yeah, give me Harbaugh. Nothing like a Raiders fan talking about the next Raiders head coach saying, "No thanks to Belichick. No thanks." Okay, not how we do things like, around here. Okay, Brady's a, Brady's <laughs> a, got a minority ownership stake right in the Raiders. I know that would be hilarious. So, like joining them together has been successful, but Belichick on his own, man. Come on, we're, what do we see? Like a poor shopper for the groceries and then a poor chef with the groceries that he provides. So, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right, pool party number two. The quarterback you are not giving up on before year three. Okay? So these are all second-year guys. Which one are you not giving up on? Kenny Pickett of the Steelers, Desmond Ritter of the Falcons, Sam Howell of the Commanders, Bailey Zappi of the Patriots. Sam Howell of the Commanders. Mm. It's not even close. I like Zappi. I think he's got some he's got some chutzpah. Uh, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Pickett, no. What was the other one? Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter might be, I heard this on a, uh, I think it was on the Rosillo podcast, but he might be the worst he might be the worst qualified quarterback in terms of number of stars, number of pass attempts, whatever it is, uh, for a team that actually had aspirations. You know what? It was Kevin Clark. So I can shout it out because Kevin Clark works at ESPN now. said he might be the worst qualified quarterback for any team with playoff aspirations. Like sometimes you get a, a team that's like, all right, it's a bridge year, it's a this, it's a whatever, playing for draft positioning. No, like he could conceivably be the worst quarterback for a team that could make the playoffs. They they completely squandered this opportunity. <clears throat> yeah, they should have gotten Lamar. Should have been eating all those Snacks during the commercial oh, no, break because they're getting it. trapped in my throat right now. <laughs> they, they, you can't miss these windows when the entire division is down. 
When the entire yeah. division is down, you've got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, decent defense. They can't do anything. Such a wasted year. Pool party number three, the winner of the AFC South will be the Jaguars, the Colts, or the Texans. All the same record right now. It will be the Jagu- the, the Jaguars. Jaguar. Because I, too, like luxury. <laughs> um, I love that SNL skit. That's a deep cut, but I love it. Um, it's not going to be the Texans because of C.J. Stroud's injury. It's not going to be the Colts because of the running back room is, uh, is pretty jacked up, although I guess Jonathan Taylor might have been back at practice today. Uh, I love Minshew Mania. I love Minshew Magic. He threw a hospital ball to Michael Pittman, though, in in, in their in their yeah. win last week. Pittman is the passing offense. He's the focal point of that offense. Um, so I, I think it's the Jaguars by default. And I know that their quarterback has, a, you know, Trevor Lawrence has his own injuries, but I, I believe in them enough. Um, I'll take Jacksonville. I need it to be Jacksonville. I may have taken oh. a rather large position on the Jaguars to win that division before the season started. Should have been a no-brainer. Yeah. Jacksonville vomiting all over itself late in the <laughs> season, not exactly working out well for me. Next how? pool party. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, how tight is it? How tight is it right now? They're all tied. It? Oh, stop. I think I have a tiebreaker. Oh, my God. They're all tied. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Go on. That's what will happen. Yeah. All right, next pool party. 7-7 seven and seven NFC team who could make a playoff run. Not make the playoffs, but could make a playoff run. The Rams of Los Angeles, the Saints of New Orleans, the Buccaneers of Tampa Bay, the Vikings of Minnesota, the Seahawks of Seattle. I got to pick one There's of those. There's this many 7-7 seven and seven teams in the NFC. I got to pick one? You could, I'll, you could, I'll let you indulge. If you got a couple that can make a run, go for it. Bucks and Rams. Bucks and Rams. Bucks okay. and Rams. Yeah, I, I believe in the coaching of, you know, both teams, honestly. I feel like Todd Bowles isn't getting his shine. Um, Baker Mayfield, man, it, I think in college, not necessarily a likable, easy to root for guy, but now in the NFL, he is. Uh, every man, because he's in that, you know what? To bring it back to the Tinder thing, and I, Baker, I think, might be happily married, but bring it back to the Tinder thing of there being no guy on Tinder who's 5'10 or 5'11 because you either jump from 5'9 or you're rounding up to 6 foot. Right. Uh, Baker's in that realm. Baker's in the no man's land of 5'10, 5'11. So um, I, I, I root for Baker. I like I like what he's done with Mike Evans. Mike Evans, suddenly we're talking about a Hall of Fame candidacy with him. But Rashad White has been a focal point of the offense as well in recent weeks and he's carried the mail after being anemic uh, efficiency wise to start the season. So I think it's Tampa. I think it's also uh, Los Angeles. I think the Rams are going to put a little distance between themselves and the Saints tonight. Um, Cooper Cup has come on now that he's healthy. Puka Nakua is a tremendous story. And Kyrie Williams. Like, they have enough offensively with Matt Stafford uh, to uh, get themselves into the postseason. I like this Rams team. I love what they've done. I was dead wrong on them. I thought they'd start slow because of a tough schedule, and then eventually they would go ahead and they would uh, pack it in and try to play for Caleb Williams, who's in their own backyard. And instead, McVay's just a really good coach. Stafford's a really good quarterback and they found a way to win games. i like them to cover the four tonight. More on that in Pizza Money later in the show. All right, we continue on with Pool Party. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fordenball, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Now we get to the fun stuff. Is it a Christmas movie? Die Hard. Batman Returns. Lethal Weapon. Batman Returns? I don't know what list? that's doing on there. Um, Is man, that a movie that takes place around Christmas? It's been so long. Is Who's the it? villain in that one? So what do you ask? Yeah. The Penguin, I believe. The Penguin, penguin. Batman Returns. Catwoman's in there. Catwoman's in there. It feels right, like, yeah. okay, so yeah. Danny DeVito as Penguin, which, yep. I mean, that's the natural casting there. Yep. And Michelle Pfeiffer as, okay, is yeah. it a Christmas movie? So are any of those a Christmas movie? No, none of them. Do, none I have of to, them. do I have to pick one as the, 
And no, you we can thought say, you'd go Die Hard. Or none of weapon. them. Yeah. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Okay, you're on that side. Okay, that's none fair. None of them. Yeah, hot dog a sandwich. Now that, that? now that we're spitting out takes, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. It's hot a dog's hot not dog. a sandwich. It's if you can't category. get a hot dog at a deli, it's not a sandwich. A Boom. deli serves sandwiches. Boom. And I can't imagine that every single deli serves hot dogs. Preach. There you go. That one's easy. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I used to be very big into this conversation. I feel that this is a young man's game. I'm no longer a young man, so I don't it's necessarily It's an old man's movie, though. Yeah, it's an old man's movie. It's a yeah. great movie. It's, but the, it's, it's the original action movie. And everyone always goes, no, you're an idiot for it, but you're wrong. What about, insert Terminator? I go, Terminator's not an action movie. It's sci-fi. Uh, well, what about Beverly Hills Cop? That's comedy. It is and comedy. people will keep throwing all these movies at yeah. me as the original action movie. It's not. Die Hard is the original action movie. It started the genre. All the other takes, you can just shoot them off into the sun. All right. Another pool party for you. All right. The Gotta Hear It Christmas song. Okay. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Burl Ives Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. Bobby Helms Jingle Bell Rock. Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Wham's Last Christmas. Springsteen. Springsteen is the Gotta Hear It Christmas song. I love him going back and forth with his band, going back and forth with the audience. He's like, y'all been good this year? He's like, that's not many, not many. And he gets out there and just, you better not. And you can hear him like stomping it out. Uh, The one that you can fire off into the sun. I'm going to create a little subcategory. Wham. Last Christmas, it's nightmare fuel. It's a bag of cats being swung against the wall. Oh, my God. It's just a visceral, like... Like I got dry clay on my fingers, you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't stand it. Can't stand. There's it. There's nothing about oh, this that feels Christmassy. No. There's nothing about it that feels no. Christmassy. No, it feels Studio 54 on a down night. It's like the lights. <laughs> it's like the lights coming on in a gentleman's club. It's that's what that's what that sounds like. I'm told. I anyway. I, yeah, it could be just a rumor out there. What was that? What was that that we just did? Everything Frank Sinatra did. Uh, Christmas-wise, that's also awesome. You can listen to that straight through. Frank yeah, Sinatra yeah. covered all of them. Are we going to do good Christmas movies tomorrow? Are we going to There's, do that tomorrow? They, with you hosting these these two days, yeah. they have made it very clear they want to be very Randy Scott-centric. What is and that? And they, they're sending a lot of the fun tomorrow. Entertaining. Fun. Yeah. Fun, entertaining, uh, the anti-Joe Fortenball. It's been made clear that I'm a little too serious. Oh, I get a real serious vibe from you. Yeah. yeah. The fish shirt, yeah. the, the, the shirt unbuttoned. What are you, the president of the HOA? With that outfit, what are we? Real serious. All right, let's fire one more. Favorite yeah. Christmas character not named Santa Claus. Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman, Buddy the Elf, Mrs. Claus, the Grinch, the rest of the reindeer. Buddy the Elf. Buddy the, Buddy the Elf. <laughs> Absolutely. That movie's 20 years old, by the way. And, you know, I made the mistake. Oh, dude, I'm going to tell this story real quick. Buddy healed when he was coming up and he and start ma- making a star turn with, where'd he go, Oklahoma? Oklahoma. He's out there just dropping 40 a game. It's just something crazy. The next step. And it was holiday time. And I was like, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. And it was like, oh. And I got a, like a tweet or two. It was like, I caught that reference. And like, you know, like chuckles in the studio. And then a voice gets in my ear. It was our coordinating producer. And he, or no, it was the news desk. And they go, actually, um, Buddy Heald's father left the family um, when Buddy was young. And, uh, and there's like a whole story about it. And it's like he's overcome adversity and it's like his mom's this like oh. super mom, single mom. And all I was trying to do was quote a movie. That's yeah. it. That's all I was trying to do was quote a movie. I had no idea the familial dynamic, but it put enough of a wrench into things to where now like I do double, triple think over the references in the moment and there's no longer any like like if somebody hits a floater i'm like you'll float too we all float down here and then i have to think (laughs) because i don't want a voice in my ear being like actually um trey young's brother was uh 
murdered by a sewer-dwelling clown, and we don't make that reference anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I have to think about some far-fetched thing to avoid that conversation in my yeah. Randy's called into a very special meeting before every sports center. Randy, we're going to yeah. need you to go over all your jokes in advance, please. <laughs> like, Legal sitting there, like all these people with pens and calculators trying to figure out if you can say it. Standards and practices, yeah. <laughs> One trend in the NBA that is now likely to continue this year. That is now likely to continue this year? Yeah. See what that means. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Swell gets it back straight away and catches rim and makes it. And the crowd is fully aware that that was point fifty-one. And he fouls Shake Milton, checks out with a minute 42 to go. He does it every night so consistently, uh, it's hard not to. But, you know, we expected of him, and he knows that we expect of him. He goes out there and performs every single night. I think he's continuing to get better, right? I think he's just doing enough different things rhythmically to keep those guys guessing. On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio brought to you by and presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go to the phones. The big man, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us here on the show. Big Perk, what are you doing this time of year to combat any sort of potential issues with, shall we say, weight gain? Randy Scott and I have been in here eating delicious treats all day. All day. We have literally no discipline, literally no restraint. None. Well, well, the problem with me is not about the weight gain. It's about the weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? <laughs> and I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish this y'all strong, meaning continue to do what I've been doing, and that's eating whatever the hell I want. <laughs> now, when the new year starts, new year starts is a new perk. But I got about what nine or ten more days mm-hmm. to continue to go on my fast. And continue to weight gain. You live that dream. Yeah. You know what? That's the way to do it. That's the way to take a yeah. positive approach to weight gain. Mm-hmm. I like it. I respect it. Uh, as for basketball, as for basketball <laughs> here, here, Perk, we were talking about Joel Embiid. The major stat categories are up for him over last year when he won the MVP. So we're wondering, after seeing Giannis go back-to-back, win a title, Jokic back-to-back, win a title, will Embiid do the same in Philly? Yes, absolutely. Look, let me let me tell you something about Joel Embiid. We heard Nick Nurse on that soundbite just now. 
saying that he continues to get better. Like, how scary is that? Uh-huh. Joel Embiid continues to get better. Offensively, I don't know if anyone has an answer for him in particular. I'm not talking about the team overall, but just Joel Embiid. You know, yesterday on NBA Today, they asked me, give me a percent, give me a percent per percentage of Joel Embiid keeps his streak alive past 11 games. And I said 100% meaning 30 and 10. He went and dropped the 50 piece last night. Mm. And not only did he do it in, on the, uh, <clears throat> you know, one of the top teams in the league, the best team in the Western Conference, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, who's, by the way, one of the best defensive teams who could possibly have a defensive player of the year candidate, or should, should I say front runner, and Rudy, who plays Joel's position. But it's just his impact, man. And you know the thing that I love about Joel and Pete is that defensively, he's not afraid of embarrassment. We saw the almost poster by Anthony Edwards last night. But Joel and B continues to do it on both ends, meaning continue to be that rim protector, continue to alter shots at the basket, continue to get better defensively. Offensively, I could honestly say right now, he has zero flaws in his game. Some breaking news taking place right now in the association as we talk to Kendrick Perkins here, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. LeBron James, due to a left ankle injury, has been ruled out of tonight's Lakers game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That impact, as well as how good is this Timberwolves team? 20-6 and six on the season, number one in the Western Conference. Are they a real contender this year? Absolutely. And they're there for a reason. When you look at their starting five, they have one of the best starting fives in the league. They have a superstar in Anthony Edwards. They have the kid McDaniels, who's one of the best 3 and D guys in the league, along with probably being one of the better two-way players. Mike Conley, we know he's a pro's pro, going to play his role, you know, capable of having big moments. And then you have Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert holding the interior down on both ends of the floor. And then when you look at the depth, right, you have, you know, the kids slow-mo coming in off the bench. You have you have uh, Nas Reed who could end up possibly winning the sixth man of the year. Um, it's just their defense, man, and it's led by Anthony Edwards. That leadership that he has brought to that team, that fire, that tenacity that he has installed and called Anthony Towns, any team in the Western Conference, if they tell you that they're not afraid of the Timberwolves or that they would like their chances in the seven-game series, they're lying like crazy. And the truth ain't nowhere near. And the truth's nowhere there. So you touch on LeBron James, or Joe did, being out with the ankle injury. It's a Lakers team that's taken on water here lately, Perk. I mean, fell to the Bulls last night uh, in Chicago. This sounded like there was frustration in the locker room after Anthony Davis said, man, it's not going to get any easier. they got to play Minnesota tonight. Schedule picks up. What's gone wrong with the Lakers after that in-season tournament title? Well, I mean, if if you look at the Lakers and who they play, right, in the in-season tournament, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably had the easiest outside the Phoenix Suns, and they've been struggling. They probably had the, the easiest pool. And when you think about the Lakers, you think about LeBron James turning his game up in the end-season tournament. 
right? Taking it, approaching it like it was a finals. But who else is going to turn up? And so my problem with the Lakers and what I'm seeing is you paid Rui Hachimara this summer, rightfully so. Okay, Austin Reeves has been spectacular off the bench. You paid him. D'Angelo Russell got, got paid. Jared Vanderbilt got paid. And then they signed Gabe Vincent, who just came back last night. I look at guys and see if they still have that killer winning mindset that they had before they got their ledges. And I'm not seeing that right now. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us here, Carly versus Joe on ESPN Radio. What'd you make of John Morant's return? It was a fantastic performance, but I don't think we ever doubted the basketball ability. The question comes down to whether or not, you know, he can take the next step in his maturation and resume his quest to becoming close to the the face of the NBA. You think he's capable of doing that this time around? I mean, well, guess what? He he definitely have a second chance to go out there and, and change the narrative about himself again. And I said that before he came back. Do I believe the Grizzlies are going to make the playoffs? Hell no. But do I think John Morant could show the league and the fan base and, and capture them for us, you know, loving him again? Hell yeah. We saw what happened after New Orleans. And I and, and look, I really, I strongly believe this. John Morant has the is going to have the same cultural impact that Allen Iverson had on the NBA, meaning being electrifying on the court, you know, giving you all the numbers on the court, playing, winning basketball, carrying the team, right? And then off the court, he's going to give you that certain type of swagger, right? Like we're not going to indulge in the swagger that he gave that got him suspended. But if you listen to his pre-game, his post-game comments after he hit the game winner, he said, "I'm a dog." But that's what we love about John Morant. We want you to be a dog. We want you to go out there and compete. We want you to tell the world that you kept receipts. We want you to play with that edge because that makes us look forward to watching you. That makes us appreciate you. That's who you've been all your career. You've been an underdog. You prove the people wrong. Continue to do that. Big Perk, we always appreciate the time. Happy holidays to you and your family, man. All right, thank you. Love it. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, joining Randy Scott, Joe Fordenball, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. NBA Christmas doubleheader on ESPN Radio. The Bucks at the Knicks. Coverage starts at 11.30 a.m. It's immediately followed by the Warriors at the Nuggets. From superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The biggest threat to the 49ers in the NFC. They actually play tonight? Hmm. That's next on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. I, I, yeah, I, what do you make? You like this song? Do you like this song? I got a lot going on right here. What song is this? This is Dominic the Donkey. I like, I, I, once. I don't know if I've ever even heard this Once, once every couple days I can hear this song. At the holidays. It's not a repeat thing. But you like it? It's fine. My kids like it. Okay, I like the reaction to it. Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer, like these sort of novelty song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dominic the donkey. Yep. There's a yep. there's a, a song by, this is a complete derailment, speaking of kids and what they like. The What's the honky tonk, badonk a donk? Does everyone know that? I know, I know that song. Okay. Yeah. There's a scene, there's a line in there where he goes, ooh, wee, shut your mouth, slap your grandma. My youngest has heard that song and he finds it hilarious. So he'll say things like, ooey, slap your grandma. And when my mother-in-law is around and she hears that, oh, what grandma are you talking yeah. about slapping? Oh, my like, own- oh. No, no, no. It's a song. It's He probably shouldn't have heard it. It's the whole thing. It's, he's talking about slapping grandma. <laughs> is it Trace Atkins? It's Trace yeah, Atkins. My own, my own grandmother hated Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. She, she would react to it like we wrote it right. and i was like no this is not us like we're <laughs> we're not making not any money off this no royalties for elmo and patsy's <laughs> i didn't even have to look that up that's elmo and patsy singing grandma got one over by reindeer <laughs> who sings dominic the donkey lou monty thank you okay nice work hey, man you're Accurate. all over that uh pizza money is how we wanted to start this we got three from uh it is Thursday night football. Three for Thursday night football. Man, my brain is gone. Uh, we're going to lay the four with the Rams. This is what I like to call the mother of all spots. You don't get these games anymore. The NFL's tried to eliminate them. Thursday road teams traveling extraordinary distances. The Saints have to go across two time zones, 2,400 miles. Historically, this has been a brutal spot for teams in the Saints position. So much so, like I said, the NFL has tried to get rid of these games, but they pop up every now and again, and I play them. Rams minus four. In addition, Cooper Cup over six and a half receptions is plus 105. Over seven and a half receptions is plus 180. We're going to play both those alt lines because the Saints struggle mightily on defense, defending slot receivers. Cooper Cup should feast. So three pizza money bets for tonight. Rams minus four, and then Cooper Cup over six and a half receptions, over seven and a half receptions. Decent little showdown tonight, Randy Scott. Yeah. Saints heading to LA, catching four points, total of 45 and a half. Rams are red hot right now. Feels like they handle their business. Tomorrow we come in, we talk about whether or not they're the version of the Bills in the NFC, the most dangerous team. I don't think people are giving the Saints a lot of a chance here, but if they win, they move to eight and seven. That hunt in the NFC South for all the jokes we make, it's actually pretty decent between the teams that are going for it. Yeah, I mean, there are things to like in every single one. I, I love what Alvin Kamara has done when Chris Olave is healthy, and I don't know that he is for tonight. I think that factors in, too. I think he's expected to play, but okay. not 100%, obviously. Okay. Um, I, there, I mean, there there are things to like. I'm a Derek Carr fan because of what he did with, with the Raiders. Um, I thought with all the offensive weaponry, he'd have a better season 
Uh, he has not. Uh, but I don't know how much of that's on him and how much of it's on the play calling. Um, Atlanta, you know, they're maddening in terms of the offensive talent they have in Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson, but their refusal to turn them loose. Like, they're putting the ball in the hands of Desmond Ritter and saying, go win us games here. And it's it's a it's a loser's uh, exercise, but I like what Tampa's done too. We've talked about them with regard to their matchups and and everything that they have, you know, offensively. And Mike Evans, and Baker Mayfield, and Rashad White. So there's it, there's odd talent. It's like do you call is it like car accident talent? Like car accident watchability? Like none of the teams, no one from the uh, NFC South is going to win the Super Bowl. No, no one from the <laughs> NFC South is probably going to win a playoff game. Feels like the old one and done. It feels like yeah, a wild card yeah. team comes to your house, beats you, and that's the end of the year for yeah. your for your division. <laughs> but but tonight it's mass. I mean, if the Saints win, their playoff chances are seventy two percent. If the Rams win, they're seventy eight percent. Like this is a swing game. Both teams seven and seven. This is a truly pivotal game. This is Ohio swing state. Got to watch it every election. Listen, anyone want to get into that coverage right now or no? Little light political coverage. Last block of the show. We got the politics in. We got it. <laughs> got to slide it in. There's a lot going on in the political world. Stay, keep it here. Randy Scott and Joe Fordball got you covered with everything you need to know. <laughs> this this Ram story is fascinating to me because they check a lot of boxes for a team that could be dangerous. Quarterback mm-hmm. play. Check. Stafford's been awesome this year. No one talks about it because we just programmed our minds to think the Rams wouldn't be good this year, so we don't really pay attention. Sean McVay, great head coach. You got those two. Aaron Donald still on defense. A lot of guys we've never heard of, but the thing is, that was a negative at the beginning of the season. Wow, look at all these guys they had to get third round or later. They didn't have money to sign anybody. They didn't have high draft picks. It turns out they're hitting on these picks. Has anyone noticed this? They're hitting on these picks, and they're doing a great job of developing talent. Puka Nakua was not a top 10 pick that everyone knew was going to be awesome, and the Rams just happened to be there to draft him. The Rams drafted him. Did they even draft him? What's Nakua in terms of his draft position? Is he undrafted? Does anyone know? I, he wasn't undrafted. I think he was a late draft pick. I want to say he was like a fifth round pick. Do I have that right? Evans the fact like, that none of us know fifth this round speaks, pick. Fifth round pick. Nicely done. The old fifth rounder. The old who's fifth on his rounder. way to breaking the rookie wide receiver records for how well he's yep. played this season. I mean, you look at what the Rams have done. They have struck gold with a lot of these mid to late round picks. And in a year, many thought, myself included, they might just donk it off and try to go out there and get the top picking Caleb Williams. No. I like that you're no. using you're using words and terminology where like the dump button is there. We're not sure whether to dump it. Like I don't know if donk it off is a thing that we're allowed to say on the air, but now you've said it and I've said it. Like so donkey, redonkulous. Dominic the donkey. We're just Donks. tying it. It's circular. We're, it's yeah. called a callback. You millennied <laughs> you you millennied that and He's you brought very it good back. At that. I'm new. Are you in a Mulaney fan? Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Mulaney's fantastic. Um so so uh what what yes, tremendous point. Tutu uh, Atwell has produced. Demarcus Robinson has a touchdown in three straight games. Uh, Jimmy Graham for the for the Saints has a touchdown in three straight games. Like, I it's am a shocked weird, he's still playing. Yeah, it's a there are weird vibes on both offenses, but I'm pleasantly surprised. Whereas offensively for the Saints, I'm negatively surprised. Oof. On the whole, you know, we relative are a to guy. what you had we to have thought Derek Carr was going to do better than what we've seen this year, right? Yeah, well, because did I, you like DC when he was a Raider? Yeah, I, I, I looked back and I thought, okay, wait, one season under Josh McDaniels, and suddenly Derek Carr, who's the most turnover averse quarterback I've ever seen in a Raider uniform, is a turnover machine. Is that Carr? Or is it the offensive scheme? Oh, turns out it's the offensive scheme that was so bad it got both Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh McDaniels canned. 
you know, midway through the season after that game in Detroit. So, so no, I believed in, in Carr. There's plenty of talent. Michael Thomas can't get out of his own way. Fine. But Chris Olave. did that thing drop off fast? Jeez. He's like a lead balloon. And Alvin Kamara, who is two receptions shy. Kamara is a 500 for his career. That's incredible for a, for a, a running back. So I still like the Rams tonight. I like Aaron Donald, obviously, to cause some, some havoc up front. But I feel like they're a more balanced breakfast offensive. Yeah. They're getting a lot of contributions. And Matt Stafford may be the most immobile quarterback this side of Joe Flacco. But he is efficient and he's using his weapons. They have plenty of weapons there. It is not a bad Thursday game. We bag no. on these Thursday games. This is a decent Thursday game. Considering some of the stuff they've given us, we should be very excited for this one. Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Looking for gambling action tonight? ESPN2, ESPN Bet Live. We're bumped up an hour. We're 5 p.m. Eastern. Randy Scott, Joe Fornball. Hey, it was fun today. I look forward to doing it again tomorrow. Let's run it back. Let's go. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Three hours on that coming your way. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.